Good day, everyone. The Lord is good. The title of today's sermon is Content in Christ. And we will be preaching from the text Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 13. This is part two of the sermon last week, which was also on Philippians chapter 4. Paul wrote this epistle from Rome on AD 61. He wrote to the Philippians to thank them for the financial support that he received and also to report concerning his situation as a prisoner of the gospel. He encouraged the Philippians to stand firm in the face of persecution. And the apostle encouraged the believers to rejoice always and not to be anxious but instead pray so that they may receive God's peace. He also instructed them to practice all they learned from him. It is amazing how Paul would advise the Philippians to rejoice when he was under house arrest by Rome. He is able to do so because he is fulfilling his mission in Christ, which is to preach the gospel to the Gentile world. And that includes Rome and its rulers. He comforted them, encouraged them, rejoice in the Lord always. Even in the face of trials or persecution, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he said, don't worry about anything, but rather pray. Pray. Let your request be made known to God. Thank the Lord for everything. And his peace, which man does not understand and man cannot explain, his peace, God's peace, will guard your heart and your mind. He continues in verses 10 to 13. Let me read. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. And now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Then he said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we ask for your wisdom to be upon us. Open our minds and hearts to your word. May it be clear. May the intent of the author be clear to us and give us guidance. Holy Spirit, guide us in how we will practice and apply these truths in our situation today amidst this 
pandemic, COVID-19 health crisis. Lord, we thank you because we trust you and we know you are with us until the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So Paul was thanking the Philippians. Thank you. You are concerned about me. You have revived your concern. Not that you were not concerned, but you lack the opportunity. It seemed that they have this relationship already where uh, Paul somehow um, knows that they were supporters of Paul. And uh, he's thankful that their concern was revived when they sent that gift. Was he in need? Of course he was in need. We know that Paul can work with his own hands. He was a tent maker. He can make tents, sell them, and make a profit and support his ministry. And he learned tent making from his father. As the Jews in Tarsus did. The community of Jews, Jewish people in Tarsus, uh, knew how to make tents. That was their trade. That was their business. But as a prisoner of the gospel, being under house arrest, guarded, he just cannot do anything he wants. Yes, he was in need. So Paul was thanking the Philippians for their concern. But that's not what I want to highlight here. What I want to highlight is verses 11 and 12, when Paul spoke of what he learned, which is contentment. Let me read. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. And that is something that, that is good to follow. That is a good model for us. To be content in whatever circumstances. And the context is, is, is contentment in material things. In financial support. Or, 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 or things that the body might need. He said, I have learned to be content. In terms of spreading the gospel, we know that Paul kept preaching the gospel. And kept pushing the boundaries. In that sense, he continues. In that sense, he is not content in preaching the gospel. I believe he wanted more to believe in Christ. However, in the earthly things, he says, I have learned to be content. This is very much opposite what the world is teaching us today, or at least the media is teaching us, which is to be uh, rich and successful. And uh, I'm not saying it is wrong to pursue a good career. It is not wrong to have a business that is profitable. What we are just saying is that our main business is the preaching of the gospel in making disciples of all nations. And when it comes to the material things, the earthly things, if we are blessed by God with prosperity, thank God. But if we are not because we need to be patient or He is allowing us to go through a trial, then we thank God. Many of today's false teachers would say, you have no money, just name it and claim it. God cannot do anything but prosper you. I believe that is opposite what we are reading here. Uh, Paul, a man of faith, a man of faith, 
one of the pillars of the church then, of Jesus Christ, said, I learned what it means to be content in whatever situation. And, and he said, I know how to get along with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity. Yes, he, he was a businessman as well. Maybe not in a multinational business, but he was somehow selling stuff so that he can survive. I believe there were times he would have more than enough. He said, I know how to live in prosperity, but I also know how to live in humble means. If you would recall in the book of Acts, there were times he had to run for his life, escape the Judaizers who wanted to kill him. And during those times, they were, he was in lack. He had humble means during those times. But he said, I have learned to be content in all these things. He said, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry. Being filled and being hungry. Some people are so afraid of going hungry. I was thinking, what happens if because of the lockdown, uh, there would be a breakdown of the de delivery of food and supplies? I was thinking, well, we're probably going to suffer. We're probably going to fast. And some of us who haven't learned to fast, maybe it's the best time to fast. With whatever supply you have at home, we have to try to ration it for, for 30 days or even extend 60 days. Now they're allowing us to go to the grocery or the market. If it gets worse, we don't know how far this would go. And then some of us are already saying, uh, I want to protect myself and my family, but that means I have to stop working. And if I stop working, how will I earn? How will we live? Yes. Things can go worse or things can go better. We're hearing good news and bad news at the same time. Bad news, more people are dying. Good news, there is a decline in some countries of those contracting the COVID-19. Good news is also people recovering from the, from the virus. That is good news. And there are other things we cannot immediately think about, but it's also good news. Environmentalists are saying, well, the earth got to rest because there's very little pollution during this time of lockdown. The earth gets to rest. The earth gets to have clean air for a while. Families have to be indoor and face each other. Have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Perhaps a chance of fellowship or discussion or even forgiveness. There's a time to read the Bible for those who kept saying, I'm so busy, I don't have time to read. First, I don't believe that that is an excuse. If you say you're so busy with life that you don't have time to study the Holy Scriptures, what you're saying is other things are more important than God. 
Well, brother, sister, it's time to give time to God in prayer and the reading and the study of his word. Paul said, I have learned the secret of both having abundance and suffering need. And what is that secret? Aside from being content, it's not just being content, it's being content in Christ. He said in verse 13, I can do all things through him. Who's him? Christ. Through Christ who strengthens me. You mean in hunger, Christ strengthens him? Yes, his faith is strengthened. In humble means, yes, Christ strengthens him during the time when we have, he has humble means. Suffering need, yes, Christ strengthens him. False preachers would say, oh, you don't have money? Or if you're going to sick, uh, just declare it in Jesus' name, it will happen. I still believe in the sovereignty of God. Yes, we may pray in faith and believe that what we ask, we receive. Yet, we still understand what Scripture says, that if we pray according to His will, He hears us. Why didn't God provide for Paul? He, why should he be hungry and have little means and suffer need? Why? You see, God is bigger than us. His thoughts are higher than us. His ways are higher than us. And I remember Joseph in the Old Testament in Genesis Sold by his brothers to be a slave. Was the favorite son of his father. But sold as a slave. Betrayed by his brothers. He did his best with whatever situation he had. Became in charge of Potiphar's household. But he was seduced by Potiphar's wife. He would not be give in to the seduction because of what? Because of God and because of the goodness of his boss. He was framed for rape. He was thrown in the dungeon as if the suffering had not ended yet. He was in the dungeon for years. He helped a baker and a cupbearer to interpret their dreams, and it came to pass. But the cupbearer forgot about him. Until such time that God raised him to save Egypt, his people, and the rest of the world. You see, God is a God of purpose. If we suffer, if we die, he has a purpose. We have to trust that. Instead of saying, why did you allow this to happen to me, God? Or some would say, I don't believe in God. Because how would he allow this to happen? I say to you, you are not God and you do not know his ways. His ways are higher than ours and I trust in his ways. I trust in his will. Let's see how we can apply this. Number one, during the lockdown. Due to the COVID-19 health crisis, 
let us thank God for his provisions in every situation. Let us thank God. Let us thank the Lord to all who helped us in our journey. In this time, we have to thank God for the government who's, who's giving rules. Some rules to arrest the virus. Stay at home. It's not the best ideal, not ideal, but we believe it's the best move, even if some of us will suffer. Suffer in what way? We can't go to work. We can't stroll the malls. Let us learn from the mistakes of other countries. If they implemented the lockdown sooner, they could have saved more people. So we thank God for the government. We thank God for the medical professionals who are ready. Ready to serve and ready even to lose their lives as long as they fulfill their purpose. We thank God for all the believers and ministers who will help in the situation, whatever happens, yet to be wise in everything. Right now, I believe we can thank God for whatever situation. The best thing to do right now is get out of the way. Get out of the way of government. Get out of the way of medical professionals. Stay out of the way. But given the opportunity, if asked to help, we will. But the preaching of the gospel is constant. Therefore, we should thank God for the nurses, the doctors who, believe, who are believers, who will share the gospel, who will preach the gospel to these patients. We thank God for that. There are many things that we can thank God for. If we just sit and reflect and meditate, we will realize that, oh God, you are so good. And we trust you. Number two, we might experience extreme situations. But let us learn to be content. Say that word to yourself, content in Christ. Say the word content, say the phrase content in Christ. How can we get through this? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Whether we are abundant or in need, whether we are healthy or we are sick, the secret is I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We can do all things through him who strengthens us. And take note, the context is to go through the trials. To go through blessings and trials. We can do all things. Just try to not misuse the text. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I will be a billionaire. I can do all things who, who strengthens me. I will... Achieve this or that in some way, I cannot say that's totally wrong, trusting in God. But let me just say that He is sovereign. If He wants you to be somebody, He will arrange that. 
He is a God of plan, and He is a God of destiny. Let us learn to be content. Let us be content during times of abundance, and let us be content during times of need. Number three, no matter the situation, our faith must rest in Christ. We can go through anything because it is He who strengthens us. But without Christ, our souls are lost even if we escape the virus. Why are believers not afraid to die? At least the true believers. Why are they not afraid to die? Because they know that Christ has saved their souls. By the grace of God, through faith, we are saved. Our souls, not our body will be uh, saved one day. But for now, it will rot. It shall be buried or cremated, but the soul continues. We are not afraid because we trust in His promise that He has prepared a place for us. In everything, we can trust Christ. But if you're afraid to die, then let me just share it to you. That Christ Jesus went to earth to die for our sins on the cross. He was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Like in the Old Testament, the Lamb was sacrificed so that the judgment of God would not fall. The Lamb of God was sacrificed for us. He died for our sins. Then he rose again from the dead. He had to die. He died because of our sins. And the penalty of sin is death. He died. But he rose again. And never to die again. What does that imply? Everything. He defeated death because he had no sin. It was impossible for death to hold on to him. He rose from the dead. That included his body. What's the implication? Because he defeated death, only he has the right to offer eternal life. Now there is a resurrection of the dead. We have hope in him. So I say to you, my friends, if you fear the virus, fear the wrath of God more. For the wrath of God, the impact on your souls in eternal death is worse than anything. But we may be saved from himself, from his wrath through Christ. For the wrath of God and the mercy of God meets only in one place, in Christ. He received the wrath on the cross. And after he defeated death, he offers mercy and eternal life. The cross, the death and resurrection is both the wrath of God and the mercy of God. We may receive mercy. Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus said, follow me. 
Jesus said that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be preached to all nations. Therefore, we obey. We preach repentance. We must repent of our sins. We must change our perspectives. We must follow him. We must believe him. And if we do so by his grace, then salvation comes. And I pray that you will have a genuine faith. May your faith be genuine and not false. This is not about religion. This is not about uh, a Christ that you just knew in history. This is about following him, believing what he did, trusting in him. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you. You are good and you are gracious. We ask you, Lord, to protect all of us during this time of crisis and teach us to be wise, teach us to be useful, to pray, to study your word, to preach the gospel even online in whatever way. Teach us to be helpful as well. And for those of us who are not sure about our souls, Holy Spirit, draw them to you. I say to you right now, repent of your sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is, he died, he rose again, and we may have eternal life in his name. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. May the blessing of Christ, the Father, and the Spirit be with you always. May the good Lord protect you and may he spare us all from this crisis. In Jesus' name, amen.